It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Wednesday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It's Wednesday. He's back. No more uh, little guy basketball camps. He has to work. Tony Burke in studio today. Welcome back. You got a suntan doing all those all those uh, basketball camps. I didn't know they were outdoors. Or were you lying to? Well, me? You, you know how it is, John. This retirement thing for the last two and a half it's years tough. Is, is is tough. And I, I've got a lot going on with basketball, golf, uh, picking and choosing what you got to do. That's tough. It is, and it's uh, it's enjoyable though. <laughs> Sorry, Tara, if you're listening. It is Wednesday, July twentieth. By the way, welcome in. Eminem Cards Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 502-384-1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. The Thorns text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, it is summer cash bash time at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000. That happens all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the summer cash bash icon, and you are entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, Bud Light 12-packs, hot dogs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313. That's REWARDS to 80313. SEC Media Days are in full effect. Mark Stoops. We'll speak today. UK takes the uh, podium at 225 in Atlanta. Mark Stoops, Will Levis is there. Offensive lineman Kenneth Horsey is there. DeAndre Square, the linebacker, is there. They will all speak to the media. We'll talk more about that tomorrow since I can't go back in time uh, after they're on today and then come back and do the show. And I could, but my DeLorean's in the shop, so um, can't do that today. Louisville on the clock at 1215 today. In the at the ACC media day, so during this show, Scott Satterfield will speak to the media. Malik Cunningham, Yasir Abdullah, and offensive lineman Caleb Chandler are with Coach Satterfield and the Cards at ACC media days. We'll uh, talk about that. I'll keep in touch with the Twitter feed to uh, see if anything exciting happens. If you saw Malik Cunningham's outfit, he wins outfit of the day. Did you see it, Tony? It was Lamar Jackson-esque. It is bright red, all red, including Prada shoes that look like tennis shoes, red with white stripes, $900 Prada shoes. Sound like something you'd look good in, John. All right, let's move on. I look good in everything, Uh, except life. I don't look good in life. Uh, So the media days are underway. Kentucky got some love yesterday from Tim Tebow. At least Will Levis got some love from Tim Tebow, who picked him the second-best quarterback behind Bryce Young of Alabama in the SEC. Now, I've seen him as low as seventh on that list for some people. Uh, What do you make of Tim Tebow? Not the greatest quarterback, I guess, ever in the world, but he, he was a Heisman winner, and he did win national championships, and he is a great analyst. Seems to know what he's talking about. Well, I think so. Um I, all those things you said I would have said about Tebow. Um, I tell you, I watched the thing on Will Levis last night, thing that's on Twitter, about 20 minutes on his growing up and his journey to UK, and it's impressive. And I tell you what, I, I, if you watch his mannerisms and how he handles himself, he really reminds you of a lot of these NFL quarterbacks. So I think, I think he's going to have a huge year. 
I think last year he showed what he can do. Now he had Wondell Robinson last year. Yeah. Now these other guys are going to have to stop. Travion, I think Robinson, uh, guys like the new wide receiver, and some of these guys. Uh, Key. Key. Key from Frederick Douglass High and, School. Yeah. You know, it it comes down to. If you don't turn the ball over, you make good decisions. We He can run the ball. He came in as a runner, and he's a thrower. Those things all work together. So I, I think he's a top-notch quarterback in the conference. I, I really do. And I think I think he will be somewhere on the draft board, not in the first round, but somewhere next year if he has a good year. We're a couple of weeks away from Tony and I re- getting into the schedules for Kentucky, Indiana, and Louisville and picking them game by game. Uh, I did a little something last week where I said, okay, maybe three and eight. Three and nine for the cards, four and eight. Had the cats, you know. I'm I'm pessimistic. I'm grumpy old man most of the time, and it's hard to get those ten win seasons in, Tony. But uh, we'll see what the cats can do in Indiana. But we're still a couple of weeks away. Where I'll let Tony do a little research, and we'll try to figure out which uh, team, which games for each team are gimmies, which games are no win situations, and which games we say, okay, which which games do they have to win to have a great season? So we'll do that. Uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner. Now, you're uh, you're the ACC commissioner, all right? You know media days are starting today. You've got to sit down with your people and say, previous to this day, answer, ask me the tough questions. What's coming my way here? What should I expect? Okay, now what's my answer going to be? Let's rehearse this. He looked like he didn't rehearse anything today. Here's a couple of the comments from uh, Jim Phillips. He said, uh, clearly speaking to the SEC and the Big Ten, the college sports should be a full neighborhood and not a two- or three-gated community. Well, if you want it to be a full neighborhood, you've got to participate. You've got to get your name and brand out there, and you've got to try to recruit some schools to your conference. He also said this, and this one blows me away. This is a direct quote. All metrics, we are one of the leaders in the country, except the revenue piece of it. End quote. That's the one that matters to everybody, to every institution in your conference. Where, how are we going to make more money? And he also said we don't want to just be a football and basketball conference. We want all the other sports. Okay, the other sports come with being a football and basketball conference. Tony, Jim Phillips out of touch here, and the the schools I feel bad for are number one, Louisville, and then I got Georgia Tech, I got the Virginia and Virginia Techs. These are the schools I feel bad for because Florida State, Clemson, Miami, in my opinion, eventually are going to end up in the SEC. Then you're a basketball conference. And hopefully Louisville, I hope Josh Hurd is on the phone with uh, Greg Sankey of the SEC daily saying, hey, we're ready. We're ready to come in. Your thoughts here on uh, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, not really being ready for the press conference this morning. Well, I kind of wonder on the Louisville thing because they're not a football pirate. Louisville's had the good years in football. Does the SEC want Louisville? You know, yes, everybody wants them for basketball because the basketball sure. will be back. But will the football be able to compete? And that's where the Georgia Techs, the Louisvilles, those schools, gosh, you know, do you want them? And I, I don't think they do, John. And does North Carolina, Duke, 
does those schools try to go to another conference? They try to go. They, you know, they're they're in a they're in a tough spot, the ACC. But you're right; they're not being proactive, and they got to be out pushing for the next best thing. And the ACC network, when they did that, you know, those things kind of. But that was leaked to the party too, because the SEC network and Big Ten network were early established, and then the ACC finally said, hey, we need to have our own network. Yeah. That was late to the party, and that's and, the problem. And I think it's a secondary. If you watch the SEC network, I think it's ACC is secondary to what the SEC does. I don't think there's as much interest now. Especially it, during football season. Yes, and it, it's a tough spot. And the ACC right now, I'd be worried to death if my name, you know, if I wasn't one of the teams up somebody's already contacted that I've got to go find somewhere. And look at Louisville. Louisville has gone from all the way back to the Metro, Missouri Valley to the Metro, to the AAC, you know, all these places. And the last thing you want to do as a U of L uh, administration or athletic department is have to go find another conference to play in if some of these teams bail before you do. I mentioned this yesterday. The Big 12 and Pac-12 have parted ways. They are not going to be have a partnership. They are not going to merge or anything like that. The Big 12 – is in contact, and the next move for them is to bring in Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. They're closer. They're not on the West Coast. You bring them into the Big 12 with Baylor and Texas Tech and Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State and Oklahoma State, and you try to be that third super conference. The problem is there are going to be schools left out, schools that are traditionally great schools. Wake Forest is going to be left out. I'm afraid Louisville's going to be one of those schools. Remember, the Big 12's also getting Cincinnati, Houston, uh, I want to say Memphis and Tulane. I know Central Florida's not one of the schools. But the rumor yesterday, and these are all rumors. I love rumors. They make my head spin. But from somebody I trust was the ACC, whether they get Notre Dame or not the ACC, the Big Ten, whether they get Notre Dame or not, they're taking three of the North Carolina schools, Carolina, Duke, and North Carolina State. Not Wake Forest, but if they take those three and Syracuse, all right, then that sort of fills them out. Wake Forest is left in the lurch. Georgia Tech's left in. Now, this is assuming Florida State, Clemson, Miami go to the SEC. Georgia Tech, Boston College, Louisville are left holding, Pittsburgh. holding, holding the, their, uh, their uh, pants up here, trying to hang on for dear life. And if you're Josh Hurd and you're Louisville, you've got to be proactive at this point. You have to. Yeah, there, there's no other way about it. You've got to be out searching right now. And you can't wait for Florida State and Clemson and Miami to go. No. That that's where the problem comes in. If you're waiting, you're you're going to get left in the you're going to get left in the dust, and then you have to take the scraps and go wherever it is. And I'm sorry, the Big Twelve taking Cincinnati and Houston and that. Yeah, you know Cincinnati. I heard you yesterday. Cincinnati it was really good with Desmond Ritter and that group. Are they going to stay there? Is yeah? Are they going to stay at that level? Houston. Fan-wise, you know, they had a great year. They had decent attendance. We've seen Houston football games, and it looked like a bad high school game down there. And the other schools. <laughs> yeah. And then does the teams like West Virginia and them, do they run? Do West they try Virginia, to run? I forgot about West Virginia. You know, so there, there's a whole lot going on there that you don't have any control over. So you better you better start working early to get your name places. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just the way the world is The right Big now. Ten's also interested in Virginia, Virginia Tech. So that's even more of a dilution of the ACC. All right, here's my question. Notre Dame, they got, a, they got a big decision to make, and everybody seems to be waiting for that chip to fall. 
if Greg Sankey, the SEC, can say all he wants, hey, we're set. We're good. We like the teams we have. We got uh, 14, and we got Texas and Oklahoma coming in. We're good. We're set. But if Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten, then the dominoes start to fall again because Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten, maybe the Big Ten gets Carolina, those Carolina schools, and all of a sudden they've got USC and UCLA, and, and the SEC is going to go, and we better call Florida State and uh, Clemson and Miami and, and get them in here as soon as possible because it's a power struggle. They're both going to make tons of money, Big Ten and SEC. They're both going to make tons of money. But the SEC wants to be at the head of the table. They do not want to be second best here. Now, what's Notre Dame do? And Brian Kelly said yesterday, uh, the L- the new LSU coach, the former Notre Dame coach, it is media obligations at SEC Media Days, he said, look, Notre Dame's not in any hurry. They're going to take their time. NBC, they want $75 million from NBC to stay an independent and stay, you know, on the Notre Dame Broadcasting Company. But if they don't get that, they can fall right into that Big Ten, get in with all of that money. They're not going to the ACC. I know Jim Phillips said again today, well, we hope when Notre Dame does make a decision, we hope and we believe that, that the happening. ACC is a, is a viable uh, option for them. Well, that's not going to happen. Just because Notre Dame's not leaving the Midwest to go play in the ACC. Right. And you're, in football. You're, yeah, and you're talking about the ACC where Notre Dame plays the other sports, but they, they'll they bail. They'll bail on that. They're not going to stay in somewhere where nobody else is, you know, can, you know there's no money. I got, I'm going to change your question just but for if, a second. But, Tony, if, they get, if NBC's going to give them $75 million, yeah. they're going to stay in the independent. Yeah. And they're going to play Army, and they're going to play Boston College, and they're going to play Navy, and then they'll play – like they play Ohio State first game this year. They'll play – a couple of Big Ten schools, whether it's USC, which is a traditional rival, or Michigan, they'll play. They'll play enough good games. Here's the thing: Notre Dame's got to think about. If this is a four-team playoff and we're an independent, are we going to have a chance to be in the four-team playoff? Yeah, there, there, there's so much goes there. Uh, but it, 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 I think all that depends on what happens with the schools you mentioned a little while ago: Florida State and Miami and those schools, because there's there's no way that I don't think NBC is going to stay with Notre Dame. I don't think they're putting up seventy five. I don't million. think they are either. So you know, it, that market changes. And talking on the the college networks and the money and stuff, what happens when Texas comes to the SEC with the Texas network? That's a huge money maker. Uh, the the Longhorn Network. I would. My guess is it's going to morph in with the SEC, and they're going to have some kind of dual thing. They're still going to have their own network. And and you're still going to see Texas volleyball and Texas baseball and softball on the Longhorn Network, and you might see Texas against Vanderbilt, Texas El Paso, or somebody like that mm-hmm. uh, on the Longhorn Network. But the SEC is going to say, "Hey, look, when you're playing um, Missouri, that's going to be on our channel. When you're playing Georgia, that's going to be on ABC yeah. or CBS." But when you're playing an SEC school, we got that. You can play your non-conference games on uh, on the Longhorn Network, and yeah. you'll have some basketball games on the Longhorn Network. But yeah, interesting dynamic gonna, on that. I've never yeah. heard anything. And I think ESPN owns both, so they'll figure that out. I, I'm not too worried about that. Here's the uh, the other question: Idaho, Idaho, by the way, who who Idaho? They got $1.2 million to come play Indiana. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago. They'll play them again in Bloomington this year. 
What's going to happen to these schools? What's going to happen to these guarant- this guaranteed money that is basically the entire budget of these smaller schools when the SEC says, yeah, you know what? We want an extra conference game because we've got so many teams now, and we need you to get rid of a couple of these opponents yeah. that, are, that count on these games to make money. Louisiana Monroe, I'm sorry you're not going to get a million dollars from Alabama to be a sacrificial lamb every year. What happens to those schools? Because they're going to have to cut other sports. Yeah, that's what's going to end up happening. And they, a lot of schools already have. And that, what you, like you said a little while ago, it's it's their money maker. They take their licking and uh, keep on ticking. But that might change too. A lot of things are going to change in the dynamic dynamics of the sports world, college. And it all comes down to what's Notre Dame do. They're the next domino to fall. And like Brian Kelly said yesterday, they're going to do what's best for Notre Dame, and they're not going to rush this. Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director, is going to look at everything. And the bottom line is going to be, where do we make more money? And is that the number one factor at Notre Dame? Because we're Notre Dame. And, John, they're all just like you. What's their favorite color? Green is their favorite color. Uh, By the way, speaking of Notre Dame, Netflix announced August 16th it's coming out. The uh, documentary, it's called Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist, The Manti, Manti Teo Story. You remember that one? You yep. wa- you watching this? I, I gotta watch. I don't. Know. I gotta watch. This is my kind of thing. I started rewatching Breaking Bad a couple days ago. By the way, saw the first two episodes. Can't go wrong there. Now, first time I watched it, I'm watching episode one. I'm 20 minutes in. My wife comes downstairs says, "What are you watching?" Uh, I thought I'd try this Breaking Bad. It was it was four seasons in already, so I thought I'd try to binge this Breaking Bad show. Well, I want to watch it. Now, that's great. I love watching things with my wife, but I watched the whole the whole series with my wife. Now I want to watch it by myself. Because you got to watch what you say when your wife's in the room, right? Yeah, definitely when they're listening to you. Gotta, you know, yeah, they don't, she doesn't yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. me, but you still got to watch what oh, you I'm say. talking about right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hi, dear. Love you. Um, all right, we got a lot to get to today. Ryder Cup, Captain Henrik Stenson out. We got more guys going to the Live Tour. Charles Barkley might go as an announcer. All-Star game last night was fantastic. One of the best I've seen. One of the most entertaining I've ever seen. We'll talk about that as well. And we'll rehash our picks from April 6th when Tony and I picked all of our baseball playoff teams, where we were right, where we were wrong, and what are we going to change today. All that and more, listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio on this Wednesday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Heading over to my buddy Rouse to uh, jump in the pool today. It's going to be 110 heat index or something like that. And uh, he sent a text, Tony, and said, if the over-under for Louisville wins is six, Go over large. That's hard for me to to uh, listen to him, but he, he he did win enough money to put a pool in, so maybe he's right. Uh, by the way, I have my shady rays on at the pool today. Don't forget your shady rays. You got to get them now. 
If you don't have them, I don't know what you're waiting for. I got three pair. Tony, I know you got a couple pair. Got two. Um, but listen, Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses. An industry best combination of fit, style, performance without the big brand price tag. Things don't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty of all of I all of eyewear. Every pair backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose them, if you break them, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair. Wear them with confidence. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. Have donated 20 million over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair. You will love them, by the way. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for Big X listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code Big X at checkout. 25% off all adult shades. All right. Live Tour Golf, Tony, our favorite subject. Henrik Stenson's going to the Live Tour. Now, he has been the Ryder Cup captain in waiting for the last 18 months, 12 months at least. The Ryder Cup Europe has said goodbye to Henrik Stenson. They sent out a press release uh, late last night saying they have relieved Stenson of his captainship duties. They will be searching for a new captain. It looks like maybe Luke Donald uh, will get it. Maybe Thomas Bjorn, who's done it before, he'll get it. I say just give it to Rory. Let him play. Let him be the captain as well. Um, but Henrik Stenson going to join the Live Tour. He's 46 years old. This is not a big deal to the PGA Tour itself. He's 46. You know, we see these older guys joining the Live Tour, taking the money. Hey, here's a quick paycheck. Big paycheck, but a quick paycheck. But what this does is this this upsets the Ryder Cup dynamic. Um, is Greg Norman now going after the Ryder Cup? Well, I think anything. Or is he just going after everybody? Everybody. Because the more publicity there is out there, the more it's talked about by like guys like us on the air and on the big air. So I did hear something somebody was talking about. said the Live Tour is probably good for golf because, once again, publicity doesn't matter what kind it is. It's usually good for the sport. People are talking about it, and uh, but it is. It's just about the money, and I mean plain and simple. But I think they are. They're they're pushing, talking about Cameron Smith now. They're talking about Matsuyama. Matsuyama, they're talking, Bubba Watson. You know, we're talking about names. Paul, and, Paul Casey, who's in that range in the FedEx Cup standings from one hundred to one twenty-five, and should play this week. To help his case for getting to the FedEx Cup playoffs, he's not playing because he's going to go to the Live Tour. Yeah, it's killing my fantasy team. Yeah, you got Hideki? No, nope, I got Kepka uh, and Answer. Well, I've they got, Cam, I've got Cam Smith, and I'm I'm very happy with <laughs> what happened in uh, in St Andrews last weekend. But I wanted him to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and that and I've got Taylor Gooch. He's already gone. Yeah, I dropped Taylor Gooch by the way and picked up Cameron Tringali. And nobody really cares about us. No, but, they don't. But Except that's just the dynamic of golf right now. And here's what I think is going to happen, by the way. So you get all these golfers. There are 48 golfers that are eligible to play on the live golf tournaments, in the tournaments, because you have four-man teams, shotgun start. You have to limit the number of players that are on the course when you're having a shotgun start like that. But what are you going to do when Hideki signs up and Bubba signs up and Cam Smith signs up, Paul Casey comes over. Now you got Stenson. You got to kick some guys out, or you've got to 
I did the math. Change your if format. you have threesomes, 18 holes, that's 54 golfers you can have actually start a tournament. But I think the Live Tour is going to say next year, hey, we're, we got more golfers, we're changing it. Yeah, I We're think going so. four rounds. We're going to go away from being an exhibition and go more into being a competition. We're going to have four rounds. We're going to have cuts. There's not going to be a whole lot of guys that get cut, but we're going to have cuts. We're going to have – I don't know if we're going to stick with this four-man team format where uh, you can win money as an individual winner or you can win money if your team has the best aggregate score. But I think eventually they're going to change the format. As long as they stick with the three the uh, three round shotgun no cut format, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to watch. Uh, but if they say, "Okay, now we're going to more of a competition," now you've got my attention a little bit, because now these guys are going to be playing harder because they want to make the cut, they want to win more money. There's you know the guaranteed money's great, but they want more. They always want more. It's all about my favorite color again, green. Can the Live Tour coexist with the PGA Tour? That's the question. And will the PGA Tour be okay with that? I'm just a firm believer in until they get national TV and, and those type of things, they're, they're going to struggle. It's all about the majors. Yes, and when they kick them all out of the majors, yeah. then it's going to be different. And then, uh, let's look at this scenario. What happens in two years if it just doesn't work? Can we come back? Exactly. Can we? Uh, hello, hello. This is this is Patrick Reed. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not money, but I want to play. Yeah, we're not taking calls right now. You got your guaranteed money. Go, go on the PBA bowling tour. Yeah, that's I'm what not, the PGA is going to tell them. That's what I wonder, and I, I always go back to the old USFL. And I brought this up one of the times I was on before. They paid Steve Young. They paid Jim Kelly. Herschel. They paid Herschel Walker. Yeah, they Flutie. paid these guys, and all of a sudden, I mean, now the money's not going to disappear in Saudi Arabia. Exactly, but. Will it be worth it? Yeah. Will the Saudis keep backing it if it's it not just, doing anything for them? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great point. And, and the other thing is, if the Masters and the U.S. Open, the USGA, and the Open Championship decide that these guys can still come play in the majors, there's no incentive there's for them no to incentive. not go. Right. There's Take the no money, incentive. play in the majors. I, wait a minute. I'm Dustin Johnson. I can take this money. I can play in these eight silly exhibition in on the live tour, and I can still play in the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the British. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I'm dumb not to. What did now Bro- what did now Bro- I'm dumb not to. What did Brooks Koepka do before he went over there? He talked about all he worried about were the majors. Yeah, he played in the other tournaments. He wanted to win, but it weren't a big deal. He's not playing in the 3M Open this week. Yeah, I mean, Tony Finau, by the way, is the favorite in the 3M Open. I don't even know where that's at. some knowledge for you. I bet you he's 12 to 1. I really spend too much time at the betting parlor. Yes. But the majors are going to be the deciding factor on whether these players all defect or if some of them say, you know what, I I want my legacy to be winning majors like Tiger Woods did. Right? Yeah, I I agree 100%. Uh, Ryder Cup-wise, this is tough on on the Europeans because now you lose your captain. Sergio's on the live tour. Ian Poulter's on the live tour. Uh, Oostusen, who I, I don't think he can – he's uh, South Africa, so he's more of a President's Cup guy. Uh, Oostusen's gone. Schwartzel's gone. I mean, you got a lot of these guys that are not going to be playing Ryder Cup. You're going to see names you've never heard of, and they might be better players, playing Ryder Cup uh, this next season for the European team. 
Well, you don't have to worry about Kepka and Johnson having a dispute. No, you don't. They're not going to play. No, you don't. For the um, U.S. And we don't know where this is going to end. I think it's fascinating that all of a sudden, three days, two days after the final of the Open Championship, all of a sudden it leaks out Henrik Stenson. And, and look, I said this yesterday, or Monday. Now that the majors are over, and we don't have another major for eight months, this is when you're going to have these guys go, okay, I'm out of here. Right. And I still think before the week is out, probably, we're going to have a cluster of players defect to the lifter because they're offering them money they can't turn down. And don't ask me if I'd take the money. I would take the money. Is it blood money? Yes. But it's a lot of money. It's life. What color is it? For me, it's life. It would be life changing money. And for some of these younger golfers, it's life changing it money. There's no doubt about that. It's not life changing for Dustin Johnson, right? It's not life changing for Phil Mickelson, but for Taylor Gooch, it's life changing. Uh, Charles Barkley is going to meet with the Live Tour today, Tony, this evening. Uh, to hear their proposal to make him a part of the media coverage of the Live Golf. They they got David Faherty uh, already this week. Faherty and Barkley, I'm watching. I love watching Charles at anything. Does Charles, Charles go, does. though? I don't think he will. Because he, he – How many I, years does he have left no, at, but, at but TNT? I have that's a the feeling that he just won't do it. I, that's, just my, that's just my gut, my gut speaking. They're terrible. Is that what he's going to come back and say? They're terrible. I wouldn't do that. I'm an American. Now he'll say something on the air and they'll shoot him. Uh, that might uh, – wow. <laughs> Funny till it happens. Uh, I, I don't know. I just um, – when it first came out, when Phil first left and you got some of these European golfers, I thought, oh, this is cute. You know, this is – okay. Oh, they want to compete with the PGA Tour. I laughed. Oh, that's okay. That's not going to happen because none of these guys are going to go – and then all of a sudden, DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed was rumored. Kevin Nagos, uh, not you know, not the big names, but big enough names where they make a difference. What Dustin Johnson? And I'm saying when they change the format, and I believe next year they'll change the format. There's, by the way, there's a tournament a week and a half away in uh, at Trump's place uh, in New Jersey, I think. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a Trump national. You there. can either watch whatever PGA tournament is going on, and I'll have to look it up to see what it is, or you can watch that one. I'm leaning that way. I want to hear Faraday. I love Faraday. Uh, and if Barkley's on, I'm definitely going to watch. Now, it's on the YouTube channel. Like I said yesterday with Jim, I don't know how to find the YouTube channel. I got a kid over there to help me out. But YouTube channel or the Live Golf website is the only way to watch it right now. Let me ask you this, Tony. Does a network, not a big big four network, but does a network step up, a USA network, which is part of the under the NBC umbrella, or, or somebody just step up and say, hey, you know what, we'll do it? There's always something. It's like in sports when somebody gets in trouble, a team always takes a chance. But right now, I don't see it happening right now for pub, just for publicity parts. But I think it could happen down the road. If Live Golf comes to a uh, small network and says, here's a whole lot of money, why don't you uh, broadcast our product, how is a small network going to say no, just like these golfers? How do you say no? It's hard. Hard to do. Hard to do. All right, we're going to talk some baseball. Major League All-Star game was last night. It was as entertaining as any Major League Baseball All-Star game I've ever seen. I'll tell you why. We'll see if Tony agrees. And we'll go back and look at our picks 
from early April and see how we've done in the baseball season so far. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke's special guest today. He's always special in studio as well. Final segment of the show. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 384-1450. 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open. 414-1450. Don't forget, it's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win ten grand. Happens all summer long. At the end of the rainbow there, the grand prize is a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. I don't think I'm eligible. You never know. You never know. Um, I guess all I have to do is Sign open up. my Refreshing Rewards app and click on the Summer bash, summer Cash Bash icon. That's how you enter. And uh, then I can go to Thor- Thornton's and earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands. Bud Light 12-packs. I do that enough. Large Doritos. Uh, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, many more using my Refreshing Rewards card. Thornton Summer Cash Bash all summer long. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one now. Text REWARDS to 80313. Tony, I thought Ed was going to call today. He texted me he was going to call today. And then I, when I told him you were on the show, I guess he doesn't want to talk to you. That's okay. We got we got a lot of all-star stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, we do. By the way, SBs are tonight. This is the... Single day of the year where there's literally almost nothing to wager on. WNBA. No games tonight. None tonight? No games tonight. Um, As I look at my CBS Sports app, the only thing I have today is Champions League soccer. Oh, one WNBA game, but it's already underway. Seattle trails Chicago. Yeah, I I bet Seattle gave the points. And uh, Liga. More soccer. You can you can bet some overseas soccer, and I guess an early afternoon WNBA you can find game. The ponies. In you can bet the ponies. Are you watching the ESPYS? Steph, Steph Curry as the host tonight? No. Does Steph Curry say anything about Kevin Durant tonight in his monologue? I uh, they'll they'll have he'll have something that they wrote <laughs> for him. But I've never been a or big Kyrie. fan of the ESPYS. No, it's just kind of me neither. Just, it's nice. Look, if you want to give to the V Foundation, yes. I'm all for that. You should do that. Fighting uh, cancer, that's great. But uh, don't make me watch three hours of, of the ESPYs. Um, billionaires getting yet another award because they're so great. All right, grumpy old man again. All right, grumpy. Let's get on to baseball. All right, let's go to baseball. The uh, All-Star game last night, American League wins their ninth straight, 3-2. to two. They trailed 2 to nothing after one inning. But, Tony, it was a good night for baseball. Um. What did you like best about the broadcast last night? And I know we're probably going to be in agreement on this. Well, I, when they actually when they uh, mic'd the pitchers and the catcher, I just thought that was something you don't get to hear. Uh, John Smoltz talking to uh, you got to say the name Alec Manoa. Manoa. I, I, for some reason, I can't get Manoa out. No, he's great, but he was great. Uh, three punches, to, three punches. Told him to throw a uh, back foot slider, and, yeah. and he was hilarious. He said, well, I got through the front foot. <laughs> he hit sli- him. Yeah, yeah, he hit him on the front foot. The uh, the interaction between the, the broadcast booth and the players last night 
Uh, a lot of people thought they did it too much, but I disagree 100%. I'll watch that all day long because it takes you inside the mind of the pitcher, the mind of the catcher. When Nestor Cortez and Jose Trevino, pitcher and catcher for the Yankees, both had the headset on, it, it was great because Cortez would put his glove up to his mouth and just tell Trevino, all right, I'm throwing a, uh, I'm going sidearm cutter, here with, cutter, a, with a high in. fastball or, yeah. or cutter coming in, cutter inside. And it was great. And Trevino, Jose Trevino, to me, stole the show last night. Oh, I, I thought so, too. And uh, I'll say it again. Alec Manoa. Manoa. And Kirk was his catcher, who is his normal catcher. And he goes, let's see if he's thinking like I do. And he was. And he was thinking. He goes, yep, he's, he's on it again. But he knows what I want to throw. Because Smoltz would say, what do you want to go with here? And he would say, uh, you know, slider, slider down and in. Let's see if. Kirk agrees with me, and then he would say, yep, yep, he sure does. Sure did. And he'd just throw it. Um, they had Stanton mic'd up in the outfield. They had um, – I love the Garrett Cole-Max Freed, even though they were in the dugouts, uh, going back and forth and the talking about how they're happy they don't hit anymore. They're happy they don't have to go to the plate anymore. Yeah, all those things. Uh, Trevino, when he was batting, had it on. He said, hey, you still got me you, on? He goes, yeah, he goes, that's fine. He goes, you can talk to me while I'm up here. And then he got a hit. Yeah. And asked for the ball. His yeah, first uh, it, it all-star was, it, was, hit. it was pretty cool. That was fantastic. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit the hardest ball ever in an all-star game since the StatCast era began, 111.2 miles an hour, 457-foot two-run home run in Dodger Stadium. It went to the back row of the bleachers there in Dodger Stadium. Tony, that ball was destroyed. And, and what was awesome about that, too, he grew up in Los Angeles. said he sat in those bleachers, and they asked him after the game, about if have you ever sat where you hit that ball? And he goes, I've sat there a couple times. Yeah, so that that, that was cool too. But that ball was crushed. And then Buxton's home run right after that was four hundred, four twenty plus as well. Let, let me ask you a quick question on that. Buxton and Swarber are in the game. Yep. Their batting averages are like two thirteen and two oh nine. Yeah, they've hit a lot of home runs. Yep, is that all star s? Well, you got to remember a lot of guys. If you're voted in, you're voted in. Yeah. If Buxton was voted in. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's it's fan vote, player vote. Buxton got in. He was a starter. Now, Schwarber was not a starter, but he does lead the National League in home runs with 28. So I'm fine with all Did that. Did Dave Kingman make all those teams? Um, I don't remember. With 30, 30 home runs and uh, 200. I will look it up. I'll bet you Dave Kingman was an all-star. At least I'm going to go at least twice. And I'll bet you Schwarber. Weighs more than his bad notes. <laughs> That's just mean spirited. All right, what'd you think? Two oh nine. What'd you think about the uniforms? I love the uniforms because they had their uniforms, and then they were all. I, I really liked having them all having the same colored uniform on, but having their jersey and their uniform same I as the regular I liked them season. a lot, man, because I didn't like them the last few years when they went to national and American on the front. Yeah. Agreed. Where they they had their cap on. You knew what team they were by that, but Too they generic. just had national. Very generic. Look, I'm old school. You know that, grumpy old man. I loved it when I love it when the Houston Astros wear the rainbow uniforms and when you got to wear your 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 regular season uniform during the game. I love that. But last night I thought was a great compromise. I thought the the charcoal looking American League jerseys were fantastic. Uh, the gold trim. I like the 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 hats with a little star on them. I like the the uh, you know you're basically wearing the regular season insignias of your team, but only in in a different sort of yeah, I like look. And keep this in mind too. It's all about marketing. 
Yeah, Those things are on MLB.com today. You can buy the Aaron Judge New York Yankee All-Star number 99 jersey for probably $200. Right? Yeah, and they were selling those hats. A lot of people in the stands had those hats on already that they bought at the game. <laughs> uh, I thought L.A. did a great uh, great job. All right, Dave Kingman, as uh, Phoenix Hill Richard wanted some more Dave Kingman information. How many times do you think he was an All-Star, Tony? One. Three-time All-Star, 76, 79, and 80. Uh, two-time home run leader, 79 and 82, played for eight different teams. Actually, seven teams played for the Mets twice. Uh, King Kong. Career average, two, over under 230. Over under 230. Uh, under. 236. Wow, that, that, that's impressive. 236. So there's your Dave Kingman information of the day. Paul Goldschmidt hit a home run in the first inning. The National League should have scored more runs in that first inning. Four of the first five batters got hits, but a double play. An unbelievable, unbelievable double play. Unbelievable play by Jimenez. Was it Jimenez? Yeah. From Cleveland who Jimenez. threw it behind his back to whoever the shortstop Tim Anderson. was. And the throw to first. Um, that sort of killed the rally. Now, Goldie did hit a home run after that, but uh, uh, they, they could have had a much bigger lead. One player in the game had two hits. Who was it? There was question. only 13 hits in the game. Eight by the American League, five by the National. So I'll say it's an American League guy. Yes. Was a starter. Uh, was that. a starter? It was a oh, starter. Uh, Buxton. Devers. Ralphie Devers. All right. He had two hits. All right, let's rehash our preseason picks real quick. Okay. Because, uh, let's see, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's not good. It's not, not great. American League East, we both picked the Toronto Blue Jays. To win the division. Well, they're not going to win the division. Nobody's going to uh, win the division. Are, with the we're going to change our pick here. I'm going Yankees. I'll go Yankees. <laughs> Look, Toronto's probably going to make the playoffs. They've already fired their manager. Um, they got a great lineup. They got decent pitching. We saw Manoa last night. They should they should be winning more games. I will say that uh, you don't see a manager whose team is in the playoff if the season ended today get fired very often, but that's what happened. In the Central, I had Minnesota. You had the White Sox. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yep, you're doing much. It's only better two and a half me. games. Now it's only two and a half games, so um, much better is a little bit strong. Is that right? No, it's two. It's uh, two games. The Twins are fifty and forty four. They got two game lead over the Guardians. Guardians, uh, you know, I think only one team out of the division, by the way, makes the playoffs. I agree with you. I'm going to stay with Chicago. I would change to. Uh, the Guardians. Oh, oh I got to stick with Minnesota. But I'm going to stay with I'm going to stay with the White Sox. Uh, yeah, the White Sox are only three. Yeah, three yeah, they're only three. So they're right behind. there. Uh, AOS, we both had the Angels. Tony, how's that going? Uh, they're only twenty and a half out. How's that working out? Ooh, they're behind my Rangers by three games. I'm going to go ahead and take the Astros to win that division. Now they're only they only have a nine game lead over a team that's won fourteen straight in Seattle. I think I'll go with the Astros too. But well, but John. Two other teams have won 10 straight before the All-Star break. The s- uh, Baltimore? Oh, you mean right now as we're sitting here? Yes, in the past, oh. have, and they've won a World Series. Oh, 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 oh. Um, gosh. Uh, 75 Reds. I was I would have 30-something Dodgers. Both had a 10-game win streak and won the World Series before the All-Star Yeah, but I would eight. say there are a lot more teams that have had 10-game win streaks that did not win the World Series right, before right. the All-Star break. But, what, but the Mariners have been phenomenal. They've been unbelievable. The, the All-Star break came at a bad time for that team. Yes. Uh, National League East, we both – I'm Dude. sorry, I had Atlanta. 
Tony Burke had the New York Metropolitans. They have a two-and-a-half game lead over the Braves, who started slow. I'm going to stick with the Braves there. I'm assuming you're going to stick with the Mets. Oh, yeah. You get DeGrom and uh, Scherzer's Scherzer. back now. Yeah, yeah He's that's... looked great, by the way. Uh, NL Central, we both picked Milwaukee. They have a half-game lead over the Cardinals. I'll stay with it, but I think the Cardinals. We both have the Cardinals in the playoffs. Yeah. But, but uh, winning the division, I'll stick with Milwaukee. And we both had the Dodgers in the West. Everybody had the Dodgers in the West. Wild card teams, I had Yankees, Astros, and the Texas Rangers. How's my Rangers doing? That's yet? not going well for me. Um, I like, I still like them, but they're 14 games under 500, 20 and a half games behind the uh, Houston Astros. Let's see where they are in the wild card chase. Yeah, not good. And they're only eight under 500. Give them some credit. Oh, uh, 41 to 49. What did I say? 14. Oh, come on. My bad, Rangers. Uh, Tony, you had uh, the Yankees. You had the Astros, and you had the Red Sox. That's a good pick. The Red Sox are sort of surprising here. Yeah, but they struggled right here before the end of the the break. They just but they're only two games behind Toronto for the final playoff spot there. So that's that's not a bad spot. But they only won three out of their last ten. Yeah, that, that hurt them. Um, National League wild card. I had the Padres, which I still like. I had the Cardinals, which I still like, and I had the Mets here. So I'm good with that. You had Atlanta, which I'm sure you still like. You had St. Louis. And you had San Francisco. You don't have the Padres anywhere. No, but San Francisco's only two and a half behind the Padres. So they, I I like the Padres. They're going to get Tatis back probably soon. I've watched so. a lot of games. They just don't feel like the Giants. No, they don't. And I, I would switch to the Padres, but since I took the Giants. And if, when Tatis comes back with Machado, it's going to make a big difference. When he comes back, nobody knows. Yeah, that's the question. When will he be back? All right, World Series. We both have the Dodgers. You sticking with that? Oh, you have to. I had the Angels. <clears throat> that just hurts to say anymore. That, that, they didn't uh, come out real I'm, well, I'm going to go Houston now there. And uh, you had Toronto. You don't stick with the Blue Jays? I'll right? stick with them. Why not? I don't see any reason. It's not like you're going to lose any money here. Um, in my opinion, there are five teams that can win the World Series. Yankees, Dodgers, Houston, Mets. Uh, who's my fifth? Was it Toronto, Tampa Bay? Oh, Atlanta. Sorry. Okay, you. I thought Those you are my five: Mets, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, Dodgers, Braves. That's a that's, that's a good five. You adding anybody to that list? I, I mean, you got I, Toronto. I, I, You're gonna I'm, stick with Toronto. I'm gonna stay. I need Toronto in there. I don't know. That lineup is so good. Even I mean, when you got Teoscar Hernandez hitting sixth. Biggio hitting down at the bottom. Kirk, who is a unbel- the story, but they told about him story. last night. It was a great story. Accidentally found him in the uh, Mexican, Mexican League. They were going to watch another catcher. Now, that's a great scout to call and say, you know, I know you guys sent me down here to watch this guy, but like this, this guy, guy who looks like Spears, which is not good, uh, he's a great hitter. You can't run a whole lot, but a really good receiver behind the plate. You guys should look at this guy and give Toronto credit. They did. Yep. Look at it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Tony, as always. Ed, you can call tomorrow when we'll be back, or at least I'll be back. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.